Welcome to the Introduction Podcast. My name is Rachel Campy. Today we are joined by premium British fashion brand Reese, who have operations in over 14 countries. With a diverse background in editorial, advertising, design, buying, and now marketing, we're excited to learn more from senior content manager Gabriel Vale about his role managing customer-facing communications and campaign narratives. Hi, Gabriel. Thank you for joining us today. Um, you're clearly very passionate about fashion, and as a former journalist, the importance of storytelling has no doubt translated into your role at Reese. How do you feel that your background has helped to provide a foundation for this role? I guess I've always been a fashion nerd, so I want people to understand the trivia that I'm passionate about. I want to tell the story. I want to make them join the conversation and help them fall in love with the things that I see and that I like. Um, and I think that makes me a good storyteller in the business. Um, I feel I'm doing my job right when somebody reacts to my idea or takes interest in my story, whatever that is. So whether it's a follower saying, "Oh, that's amazing, thank you, loved reading it," or you get a good a response to a commercial email, uh, I think they, these are all um, ways of telling a story that make you feel like you've done the right thing and and. Your job is your mission is accomplished. Definitely, and I'm sure that communication on social, in particular, has become even more important over the past year. With fashion and social so closely integrated and reliant on each other, we wanted to touch upon your experience of creating content for this channel. Fashion content happens mostly on Instagram. The immediacy and closeness we get with a customer in this channel makes it very effective. We can see immediate reactions when we launch a new collection or campaign, for example. Our following actually is so close to us via Instagram. We even use it as a customer feedback tool. Sometimes um, the reaction to something is so immediate that we just report back and say, you know, people are feeling this way about that, and you know, we just we can switch directions midway through a campaign. So quick it is to to gauge customer reception of something you've done. Um, as a result, however, the more spontaneous and genuine we are on this channel, the better our response. This is something that is definitely the way we do it. And has this differed or evolved over the past few years? Much different from early Instagram days when you had standoffish campaigns, sort of old-fashioned style, the overly curated Instagram content. I think today it's about being human and getting closer to your follower. Um, communicating on Instagram should be natural, nor never overly manicured, uh, and just um, you know make sure your customer engages with you, responds, and and asks. Questions, and I think that's the trend that we're seeing grow. Um, even the big brands that were very much about just showcasing their work are uh, bringing people together to ask questions, which is very interesting. So we're trying to work on that as well to follow market trends. And talking about those market trends, much has been written about the impact of COVID, um, which obviously can be seen throughout the retail industry. So it'd be interesting to hear more about how you are experiencing these challenges at Reese. We don't know what's going to happen, but I think uh, it's actually quite funny. But while editors and big fashion houses discussed whether fashion shows should remain in-person events or become virtual, retail was becoming increasingly virtual, and you know, just people were starting to shop online quite a bit, and there were these challenges happening. You touched upon how fashion shows have advanced with technology, and as we see here, and experience more in shop streaming and live streaming. Could you provide some insights from the brand side on whether you think they're here to stay? Shop streaming and live streaming are inclusive. 
everyone can take part in a fashion show or a collection tour or whatever event you're producing. You can get your followers and your customers almost in there because everybody is virtually placed. Uh, and that's very exciting. However, I firmly believe that the desire driving movement of fashion will still draw from human interaction. So if you have an event, something happening, have, you see people in action wearing the clothes, talking about the clothes, admiring the clothes, watching the show, um, that still is an important part of fashion and that, that generates excitement around it and generates news and content for a lot of um, either editorial publications or the brands themselves. So do you think that there is space and an appetite for more hybrid experiences in the future? So um, think of all the big, I mean, you don't even, to get out of fashion a little bit and think about the big events in the world, like a royal wedding, a football match, or an award ceremony, for example, you have the players, you have the attendees, and then you have the virtual spectators who tune in to soak up the event as a whole. So I think this format is the ideal format. Uh, when we can, of course, have a full fashion show with an audience and models and all the, the, the buzz that goes around it. You're going to have the spectators and the people around it, which we love to watch as well. And then you have the public watching those um, live streamings of the shows. And anyway, you can show product and get people to use fashion as entertainment from their homes is welcome. And I think technology is going to continue to impact that. Can you describe the impact and influence that Gen Z have made on marketing decisions at Reese, if any at all? I will say this for any audience. There's nothing worse than hitting the market with something catered for a certain generation. Don't ever do that because, um, or if you do, be very discreet when you come out because people know what you're doing. I think generations want uh, X, Y, Z, whichever generation you're talking about, um, they will want something more and more, something authentic. They have access to a lot of information, so they'll be able to see um, your story. Um, uh, I, that's how, what, how I answer when somebody comes and says, can you do something really Gen Z or uh, Gen X or Gen whatever Gen you're talking about? I don't even know which ones are coming next. But um, the idea is to give them an authentic story, a good product, understand their sensibilities, but not class them in a in a study them of course understand that generation but when you produce your product make sure it's generation less you should actually coin that phrase um do you think that that applies to different industries i would say the best things to buy to consume and to sell have no generation to them they have no age they're ageless so good food good fmcg good um fashion and then uh, when you market it, try to make sure that whatever you're preparing understands and respects, not just mimics them. I suppose we have all seen some brands lose that authenticity that subsequently devalues the product. There's nothing wor worse than an older generation like mine trying to mimic something that looks young. That's the, the first step to looking uncool. And that's something I try to, to stay away from. Um, I've been asked to do things like that, but um, I try to always push back and say, can we do something more authentic? I think they'll appreciate it more. I think to build upon the topic of authenticity across different facets of the brand, we're actually having lots of conversations around purpose, DNI, and sustainability within our network. What advice would you have for marketers around communication on these topics? 
the most important thing is to tell the truth. If you don't have a comforting truth to tell, you need to rethink your company principles. I say that because sometimes we try to, to say the right thing to the customer, but it needs to be 100% transparent. I'd say actually that transparency about your company's sustainability, inclusivity, and fair trade measures and progress should be part of your content, not producing pockets of it, but it should be part of your day-to-day -day content. So, and you need to cater it to your company, to your principles, to your brand. So it's not just trying to tap what everybody else is talking about. You know, sometimes it doesn't need to be the same content. My jeans are made from pet bottles or this t-shirt saved 3.5 baby pandas. Uh, what I think you need to do is just because everybody else is doing it, what you need to do is to create a permanent communication that is ongoing that reflects your values. And I'm sure working for a fashion brand, sustainability is a topic that is um, regularly on the agenda. What does being sustainable mean to you? To be sustainable and to be inclusive um, is not just producing that obvious part of the collection, but it can be making clothes that will last longer aesthetically, not so fashion focused. It could be... Um, giving people better quality product or giving them advice on how to care for their products so it lasts longer. All of these little measures that you, if you have in-house, they count as sustainability as a focus on making fashion less disposable. And I think they apply to other products as well. Just do it in a genuine way. Don't just tick a box. Make sure sustainability and inclusivity are part of an honest, open heart-to-heart -heart you have regularly with your customer, um, not just housekeeping. I think that's how you build trust. And as a storyteller within the business, you have such an integral role um, in building that trust. We'd love to hear um, what makes content a success to you. I would say the best type of content is information. So everything that is informative, I think uh, builds loyalty. Um, it doesn't get tired like humor. It doesn't become obsolete like fashion or fashion shows. And it just creates that sort of bank of trustworthy pockets of information that you're giving the customer. I also like profiles, human stories, and a little fantasy and photo shoots or video. So to have a good mix where people dream a little bit or they get something useful, they sort of keep going back. And every time you give them something, it makes them smile, it gives them a bit of comfort. Get yourself a very clear point of view, develop an editorial style, and then give your customer something to make them forget they're expected to shop at the end. And in your experience, what would you say are the main challenges of creating content for such a fast-paced industry? Fashion is the most volatile industry of all. Fashion is designed to bore you after six months. So the sheer speed with which we deliver new ideas makes it a frantic industry to produce content for. So creativity is expected and encouraged in fashion more than any other market. Uh, and it's fast. You need to think. I mean, it's it, there's very little time for planning. And it's a lot of risk taking for a very short period of, of time. I'd say the fashion consumer is insatiable by nature they'll scroll th through that image that it took you weeks to plan and produce in a nanosecond uh, so rather than delivering something aligned with competition discussing the same thing as your benchmarking uh, brands uh, I try to make sure that every word every pixel and every sound in my content is unique to my brand speaks to my follower as nobody else would and remains relevant for more than a day. Uh, in fashion, you want your customer to dream about the content you created, not rationalize it. Because let's face it, 
as soon as you rationalize fashion, you kill it. As we round up, can you share any exciting plans for the remainder of the year? Well, I'm going to be very busy this year. Um, I have been, but I will continue to be. Uh, 2021 is Reese's 50th anniversary. And without telling too much, uh, we are doing a lot. We didn't rebrand, but we just reminded ourselves of who we are as a brand. And then based on that, uh, we'll be rolling out interesting content that affirms our values. Uh, we'll also have some surprise launches coming, so stay tuned. It's also part of my marketing strategy not to say too much. I think uh, we're going to take the Reese brand to new places this year, and that's something I'm very excited about. Because when you have a strong brand, you can flex it, and that's exactly what we're doing. I'm looking forward to seeing what you deliver and the growth of the brand. Any last thoughts? I heard once from someone I respect a lot that everything is fashion. Uh, that was very reassuring because I thought I worked in a very niche industry. So um, I'd like to thank the opportunity. I hope my fashion experience helps other marketeers and uh, perhaps make myself available to, to give some fashion insights if you ever want or need some tips. And thank you again. Thank you, Gabriel, for joining us today. And I know that you're really open to connecting with other marketeers in the network via LinkedIn. So you'll include your details on the podcast episode.